Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. After an amazing 5-0 win in midweek, Luton couldn't follow that with another three points and they're held 0-0 at home to Huddersfield. I guess it's a good point looking at it, uh, we'll be discussing that today. Also, as it is going into another international break, we thought we'd have a look at the season so far. Who's been the best performing player? Which player have you maybe not been so impressed with or maybe expected a little bit more from? And what's your favourite goal of the season so far? Unfortunately tonight, Luke Batara is not with us. Uh, It's just Dave and me getting you through uh, the next 30, 35 minutes or so. Dave, how are you, mate? Oh, wait. There's your mic, sorry. Thank you. Just Dave. How dare you? How dare you? Batara's... Is it COVID again? I don't know. He's texted me saying... I said, you're about for podcast tonight, man. He said, not tonight, not feeling great. So, to be honest, I'm not feeling too great either right now. It's... My heart bleeds for you both. It's not COVID. It's just coldy and yeah, horrible. Oh, okay. Maybe it's from being out in the rain all day on Saturday. Well, it was, a, was it was a long game. Wasn't miserable, it? wasn't it? It felt much, much longer than it actually was, wasn't it? Um, some three-word reviews of Luton nil, Huddersfield nil. Harris says, that was boring. Dwayne says, really effing wet. DLA driving, Daigle Company said fifth clean sheet. Oh, that's good. Uh, Richard, poor playing conditions. JMO says point to point. Uh, Justin says point on board Andy Matty Pearson returns Charlie says 90 minutes wasted and Demon Eye says opposite of Wednesday and it kind of was the opposite of Wednesday weren't it it was everything Wednesday wasn't that's true that's true it, it was it was hard going being there to be fair um, it was a real slog at one point I think you know I think we were the better team sadly, sadly we didn't yeah. we, we didn't get um, we didn't create enough chances and we didn't convert any chances so I think, yeah, it was boring. It definitely boring. Coming off the 5-0 win against Coventry on Wednesday night, I guess everyone went into this game full of confidence, full of optimism that actually we could do Huddersfield here. And and I guess they turned up with Matty Pearson and they were pretty solid. I don't think at the stages they had like a back five or they were solid. It was just one of those games that you had to um, persevere, I think is the right word. I mean, 5-0 against Coventry, I mean... Let's face it; the team were amazing, especially All, a Coventry result on yeah, Saturday as well. Well, you know, and and you know, up until we went to play Coventry, I wasn't bothered by them because I didn't even know, I didn't even remember that they were that high up the pit, up, up the uh, table. And, and when you think of our performance that night, that it was it was fantastic. So, can you expect that two games running like to the same extent? Probably not. Huddersfield still doing well. Uh, were they top six, top top seven? Yeah, I think they're, they're yeah, still they're, above us, weren't they? They were up there, and um, so. But they didn't look that. They didn't look like they no, were a team above us at it, all. I did think. They? I think the disappointing thing was because we were so um, uplifted by the performance against Coventry, you wanted it to continue. And you know, to be fair, odds on wasn't going to happen. No, which is a shame. <laughs> Do you reckon the conditions? Richard said poor playing conditions. Look, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say footballers can't play football in the rain, but it wasn't 
good conditions for the way we've been playing recently. You saw a goal against Coventry from, we scored uh, where the ball's launched down the right-hand side. Cornick pulls it back and I think it's Barry who, who pokes it in. The ball was, every direct long ball this weekend was just spinning out of play for a throw throw in or a yeah, goal kick. And, and it? when it's not raining and when it's not peeing down the rain all the time, we, we water the pitch. So, you know, you can argue that all day long. I just felt, I think we just lacked a bit of, of style at the end, really. I mean, we did we create many open chances? I can't recall too many. I mean, definitely the best team, just a bit boring. Just a bit, bit boring. It was one of them games that you probably thought after 15, 20 minutes you could probably put money on that being a nil-nil, couldn't you? It was just like... Oh, you've seen it so many times, haven't you? When, when you're watching Luton Town, you, you know that's going to happen. You know the sort of game where it's either going to be nil-nil or someone will cock up right at the last minute and then we lose. So um, I think it was a really solid performance. I think it was a really solid performance. It just lacked any exciting bits, really. Yeah. It was just not... It was just a game... I think, did we cancel each other out in the end, I suppose? Um it was just boring. Yeah, it was boring. Producer Jacob, when he does the notes for the games on our running order, which you can hear here, uh, today they literally take up like a quarter of the page. Uh, well, there's not it just much shows how much didn't happen. There's not much report. Look, let's be fair. We've, we've come off a very good game against Bournemouth, a very good game, and we, we should have come away with something against Bournemouth. We had a fantastic game against Coventry. Two top, two top teams, you know, first and third now aren't they or first whenever they were when we played them second and fourth or whatever and then we've come up against a really organized Huddersfield team and maybe it was just one game too many in in that space of time and the return of Matty Pearson what did you make of his performance for them the other day because it did look like at some stages he was like right wing back and then at other stages it looked like he dropped into a into a centre-back position and I couldn't work out on the day what formation they were playing because it did look like when they were attacking they tried to do it with wing backs and when they were defending it looked like everyone kind of came a bit, a bit more central I was a bit indifferent yeah. about his performance to be fair there was a couple of times when you, when we both said oh he's, he's quite wide but um, I didn't really notice him if I'm honest and trademark Matty Pearson I think he booed out for one one or two throw-ins <laughs> but uh, good to see him back he didn't get a bad reception did he really why would he why, why would you not welcome him back? It's know? just a thing, isn't it? It's, it's a natural thing that when a former player returns to a club they're at, they get a little bit of stick. And, bit th- stick. and we can go back to when a former player scores against your club, you get angry if they if they celebrate. So, you know what? A little bit of stick. Didn't he nearly get... did score in that second half, didn't he? He had that header that just went wide. I think it was yeah. offside anyway. But did did I don't remember anybody giving any crap, you know? He, he's gone to the worst team, obviously. Should have stayed with us. Well, actually, maybe not stay with us. Well, let's get into the game then. Um, literally, not much to even talk about. I guess the best chance of our of our of our game fell to Amari Bell when Cornick did really well to get in that low cross, and he's almost hit this too sweetly, hasn't he? Because it's cannoned back off the crossbar, um, or was it the post? Producer Jack is the post. I thought it was the bar, but he's just hit it too sweet, isn't he? Yeah, and probably the only part of the game that's worth thinking about. To be fair, I mean, you know, a couple of inches lower, it's a goal. Or to the right is a goal. Um, there's not much to say. It was it was it was perfectly executed. He hit it. It was unlucky. It's one of them ones like last year at Watford away when Cornick's fired it across and Collo's done pretty much the same thing. He's hit the bar from that kind of range. Yeah, we've been harsh on players this season saying should they score? Should Amari Bell score that? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, 
you would sometimes expect them to score. You know, if it, if it's your job to put them in the net, yeah, maybe so. It's a bit harsh, though, isn't it? Because the whole team didn't perform well. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Should he score? Yeah, there it was the game that one chance was going to win it, though, wasn't and it? And it was and that chance, maybe. Well, in in retrospect, it yeah. was that chance. So yeah. yeah, absolutely should have scored. And I say you look back at that now and you go, one yeah. chance wins that game, and that was that. Uh, the stats producer Jacob had down here. 14 shots for Luton, three on target, nine for Huddersfield, two on target. That's rubbish. Isn't I it? can't remember us having 14 shots. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, I can't, can't remember us having 14 shots. Two on target, though. Three on target for us. Oh, three. Yeah, it's, it's mind boggling because I, I think it was just numb, you know, brain numb, really, from watching the game because the game didn't excite you as much as the other two that we've previously seen. So I think. It's instantly forgettable, so maybe that's right. Bradley back in it, <laughs> staying at centre half, and he's he's looked brilliant since he's come back in against Coventry, hasn't he? Uh, if Batara was here, he'd be saying how much he loves Sonny Bradley. But it's so great to have him back in. Solid as in a the rock, squad, isn't he? Solid as a rock. He he offers you that little bit of a of, a, of security. Really, that's what I'm thinking. He, he controls the defence. He he knows what he's doing, and he, and he's he's had a couple of. You know, it was a good game for him. And I think it's like Batara says, he brings that leadership, which well, without way, him, yeah. you don't look at anyone in our, our squad as really as a leader. No, well, that's why he's captain, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Um, he is a leader. And at the moment, he's the obvious choice to be a leader. Um, he's consistent as well when he starts to play well. He's very consistent. And he, he put in a good shift. Yeah, he put in a really good shift. In fact, probably one of the standout players for the game. Because we dominated that first half, at halftime, I did think maybe Huddersfield will come out and, and up their game. But I was kind of hoping we would do the same. So I, I was obviously against Swansea. They came out two halves. Yeah, Coventry maybe come out in the first 15 minutes and went us a bit. And then we got the, the fifth and completely killed it off. But I kind of thought one of us would do this on Saturday. But it's almost as if like Huddersfield came out a bit on top and we just didn't ever get that much on top in that second half. We kind yeah, of just levelled it out again. Yeah, we never really pushed ourselves above them, if that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, it was just lacklustre. The whole performance was just a bit of a yawn, wasn't it? There was no give anywhere on the pitch. No, no classic, real big openings to to to, to think. You know, we should. Well, have the biggest opening I think I can remember was near the end of the game, where it's played from Lansbury to the left hand side. I think it's Adebayo. He's got. Mendes Gomez on the overlap and he like cuts in and the ref gave a foul to them yeah, for some but, reason. But, but but even that we didn't, didn't have many like like you said was there nothing. was no oh, it was just very, there was just nothing yeah absolutely nothing and there's no balls in behind there's no nothing down the channels it was and it's very difficult to talk the game up in any way shape or form you you just can't I mean it was peeing down the rain it was a dull day the lights are on. The noise wasn't fantastic at the Kenny. The away, fans the, were awful, I was about they? to say the away fans, you'd have thought they would have been well, they was they was quiet as, wouldn't they? Yeah. And so there was there was no real big atmosphere. Um yeah, it was just one of them days where you have to go, okay, we take the point and move on. Is that a game that someone like Kin and Dewsbury Hall would win for us? Oh, come on. Because obviously we all know in the window Nathan Jones was looking for that kind of player that kind of playmaker, is that the game where you look at our squad and go, we're maybe one game-changing quality player away from turning that 0-0 into a 1-0? Well, um, that's, a, that's a 
Good question. I think, yeah, would he have changed? I don't know. Maybe he would have been knackered as well after playing two in a row. Yeah. So um, I'd, lo- I'd love to say yes because he was a great player. So do we have someone of that ability right now? Probably not yet, but you look at the thought we've just brought in from Spurs and it's looking like he potentially in the in the coming months could maybe start getting some more game time. It's and, a difficult and one though because you, you just can't, you can't, you can't legislate for tiredness or whatever else. You know, I know we keep saying you could play more than one game in a week. Yeah, of course you can. But, you know, they've had three really tough top team games to, to come up against. So, you know, we weren't firing on all cylinders. Everybody would say that. I think the manager said it. You know, we we kept, we have played better, but you've got to think of the bigger picture. Three games in a row, you know, did anybody realistically think we'd get anything from Bournemouth? Probably not. Coventry, given the place they were, three points. Point against Huddersfield, you know, it's not a bad return, really. I think if you would have said four points from them two home games, I think we even said this on the podcast last, last week, how many points do we need from Coventry and Huddersfield? And I, I can't quite remember. Producer Jacob might have to go dig it up, but I think four was. I'm happy with four. But if you if you think about the uh, would like six, obviously. But if you think about how Coventry did against Fulham, and think yeah. about where they were in the table when we played them, if you if you looked about the points, you'd have thought we'd have probably got a draw against Coventry and beaten Huddersfield. That's what I would have said. We scored More nearly as many goals as, as they, they've conceded all season on Wednesday night. How fantastic! Yeah, so they'd only conceded. I mean, six let's let's beforehand. be fair. Let's just. Forget Huddersfield for a second. The performance against Coventry was unreal from start to finish. There was not even much of a let up really at all. The so press was really good against Coventry, weren't it? And that's what, yeah. I don't know if we were lacking that against Huddersfield. But I just or did maybe H- did the Huddersfield way, just do their, uh, do their uh, research well? Yeah, I was going to say maybe the way Coventry played meant that it was easier to press Coventry than it was to press True. Huddersfield. But True. Huddersfield didn't threaten at all, really. They had that one chance... Which fell to Toffolo, I think. Is their like left back? I see. I don't even remember that. I, I it was just, the one on right in front of us, yeah. all over to the left back, and he's guided it. And every everyone was like, "Okay, if he put, keeps that down and works Luger, that could be a good good goal scoring chance." It was just well, look, it was just uh, I've forgotten about it. It's instantly forgettable. I don't think there's any Luton fan will go and blame me for not remembering much at all because it no. was just a really atrocious. Game really. So you, that's just literally that game. Final word on it. Take the point and just forget about it. I think we've had a couple of them over the last few years of doing the yeah, podcast. But you, you know, it? if you get one of those a season, it's great. Especially at home, if you get that way, if you get an away point like that, who cares? It's an away point, isn't it? And I think the Luton <laughs> News. I think tweeted the other day. Mike from Luton News tweeted. Um, I don't know if it was a quote from Sonny that basically said, um, "In our first year." in the championship it took us we only got like three draws in 35 games or we didn't get like one draw in th- I can't remember quite remember what the stat was but at least this year we're not losing a game like that and it was like if there was going to be a winner in that it was only going to be us well, I agree with that I don't I don't think that Huddersfield offered much I, I, th- I think if we'd have got one we'd have got more than one that's how I felt about it yeah but we didn't show that. So it's, it's nice to, I say a solid performance given what we've been through the, the previous two games. It's a solid performance. Not an entertaining performance, but you know, sometimes football isn't entertaining, is it? You just, you, you grind out a result or you grind out a nil-nil. Yeah. You take the point and we might be very grateful for that point at the end of the season. Well, let's move on and forget about then Huddersfield probably forever. And 
Instead of a right, player focus today. Again? Yeah, true. Or like a team focus. We Producer Jacob said, let's do a bit of a season review so far. As we're going into an international breakdown, no more football for two weeks. Uh, best player, worst player, and favourite goal. Look, I think it's harsh saying worst player. So I think we'll say maybe someone we've expected a bit more from so far this season. Um, Even that, I won't be able to answer. But we'll go well, who's impressed you most this, this season so far? Who would you say um, our best player has been like? Bell. Yeah? Bell. I think he's he's performed much, much better than I remember when I've seen him play against us. Um, and he's just developing into a really nice player for us. I think, you know, he's he's very strong, very quick. Yeah, he provides a lot more than, than you know, than, we, I, than I expected, to be fair. So, yeah, best player for me, Bell. But also then I could it's say... It's hard to disagree though, isn't it? Because... Yeah. Who are you going to say? Well, I also thought, I think up until the injury at West Brom, I thought Clark's a, a shout as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you look at the, the start at 11 and someone you look at and go, all right, he needs to start every week. Look, Cornick's been great. He could have had more goals. He should have had more assists this season. But considering it took him so long, well, he, did he, didn't score last year, did he? It took him so long to get a goal. What, Cornick? Yeah. Why are you asking me with a memory like I've got? <laughs> come on. That for him to come in this season and like forget he's, about the, the goal scoring drought and yeah, then look, he's, score what he's done this season and assist like he's done this he's season. He's playing well at the moment. Cornick's playing well. Um, you know, it's a shame that we haven't seen much of your mispronunciation, Fred. On your dinner. Yeah. Um, Smash it now. Yeah, but he, he, was, he was on form. Mm-hmm. Clark was on form until he got injured. Bell has stood out more than than any of the other team members. We'd come back, we'd say, Bradley's come back, he's playing well. So it's really difficult to say, isn't it? Who's the best player? Who's played? Who's Even it? like Naismith's done pretty well. Naismith, like yeah, Naismith's I go done. with that. I go. It's so hard. But I've we've heard. said so many times this season already, like the inconsistencies with injuries and how the team's been, it is, it's like even Bell's not played. Bell had a few games out, but you do probably look and go, you know what, it's either probably Bell or Naismith or... You probably even say Luke Berry. Yeah, Luke Berry coming back, back in. He's been five amazing, games, hasn't he? scored he's what four four goals and a few assists. He's been amazing. Berry's been a corner. Yeah, you're right. Even Sluger to a point. How many clean sheets he given? Five or six, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. So you know, it's it's difficult to really pin it down to one. So when you look at the squad, is there someone now that you're looking at thinking I was expecting more from you, and maybe not lived up to expectations so far this season? Oh, please put me in that position again when I've had time to think about it. <laughs> it's, a, look, it's a tough question. And to be honest, I think it'd be harsh to single out anyone well, like, this season on. from being the worst player. Because I don't think anyone's been like really awful. No, no, I don't think anybody's been really awful. And that's the thing, isn't it? You look across the squad and you think and when they've been asked to contribute, everyone's done a job. So, um, no, I can't think of any... The only player I, I look at and think not. I was maybe expecting a little more from, and maybe this is just me being silly and stupid, is probably Mendes Gomez. But, but he again, hasn't had much chance, has he? No, but then maybe it's just that right this second, right now, he's not ready to be starting championship games and stuff. But Well, I think I think it was all very excited when he signed. So that's a really good shout, to be fair. And I remember Stevenage, when he was playing there, and I said to you at that point, actually, you know... He's not. He's not done loads. He's not done it. loads. No, he's not done loads. But I think when he gets a proper run, he'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, and that's not us saying 
we think he's been the worst player. It's just no. us saying maybe we expected him to come in and be like... Well, we, it was talked up quite a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was quite a, an exciting signing to make, but that time will come. Like, no well, doubt. You'd like, you'd like to think so. You'd, we'd probably even say this time next season, you'd hope that he'll be a hell of a player and be starting every week in terrifying championship if he's defenses. Committed, if he's committed enough and he's developing enough, I'm sure he'll be a, a problem. You know, his, his previous club loved him. Yeah. They loved him. So he stepped up a level. <coughs> Excuse me. He stepped up a level and, you know, his his time will come. And when he when he gets there and he starts firing, he'll be fine. Or he won't be with us anymore. How would you rate Sluga's performance? Would you put him in as one that maybe you were looking at as... Maybe could we expect a bit more from him? Oh, do you know what? I think Sluga takes a lot of crap from a lot of people. I think um, a lot of people moan about his abilities. Personally, I think he's the strongest person we've had between the sticks for a while. Uh, recently, he's, 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 you know, he's been, you know, the, the problem is when he makes a mistake, it's normally catastrophic, isn't it? Let's be fair. Um, yeah. But, but I think overall he's been pretty solid. And I said this last week, you know, all the stats in the world can say he doesn't stop many shots directly or the, the ratio was quite high. But it doesn't put into account all the time he slid under someone and, and stopped them from getting in or punched the ball away or yeah. intercepted across. So I think he's, 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 he's developing as a looting player and I hope he stays for a, a bit longer. And if you had to look back at all the goals we've scored this season, is there one that stands out as a favourite for you? A favourite goal? Right. Of the season so far. Favourite goal. Of, no, the, to be fair to us, we've actually scored quite a few. <clears throat> Every single one of them. But the one I probably enjoyed the most recently would have been Danny Hilton. For, yeah. For no specific reason. You, weren't even there. you were in Dublin. I watched it. Oh, you did watch it, yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I might have been in Dublin, but I watched it. And uh, for no specific reason other than it's Danny Hilton. And you know what? It's nice to see him scoring it. But there have been some tremendous goals this season. Tremendous. That Wednesday night, I was on the way home from a Brentford B game I'd worked at. And I wanted to go to Bristol City. I just couldn't get the time off work. I had talk spot on the radio. And they were like, oh, it's been a late call, Bristol City. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a number one for them. And it's like, Danny, here one's equal. Anytime we score a late goal, anytime you score a late goal, it's brilliant. Yeah. Anytime you score, you know, against those idiots down the road, it's, it's, it's brilliant. So it's really hard to pick out a special goal. There's been so many good goals this season. You, you know, we had five great goals against Coventry, really, didn't we? You could pick any one of those. Um, Even the second goal away at Stevenage in that cup first round. Yeah. When Kyoso smashes it across and Musque, is it Musque? Yeah, scored. Yeah, and First time volley past the keeper. That was a brilliant goal. There's been so many goals you could choose from. But you get a little bit of pleasure out of taking that last minute equaliser you know that last minute goal yeah look how bad it felt against us when we when we conceded them it's always nice to have one and Hilton you know what he's like with this shit how's don't you here's what you guys said about them the season so far Ian says best player for me is Naismith and after reading the article on the website today an all round top bloke um, there was an article I think a big interview with Cal Naismith out on, on Luton's official website if you want to go check that out Worst player, he says nothing available. True. Um, Favourite goal is Luke Berry, second at Blackburn, just for the pure emotion and adrenaline rush it caused. Oh, you see, I forgot that one. And generally, we all went mental, didn't we? Let's be fair. Well, you might not have done, because you were probably at work, but me and Bataro did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. 
Um, John says, best player so far, Amari Bell. Wasn't sure about his signing, but he's been rock solid. And I think we said, and Pataro makes a good point of this when he's on the podcast, is when we signed Bell, a lot of Blackburn fans were laughing and saying, oh, I enjoy him, he's awful, and he's bad at this and he's bad at that. But then Pataro makes a good point that when they signed him from Fleetwood, every Blackburn fan was buzzing about that signing and he had such a good spell there. He's kind of like found his form again. Maybe it's just one of them ones where it's just like the player and he the club. He fits in with our club. Absolutely fits in with our club. And and you know what? Like we said earlier, he's he stood out he's as a as a class player and I think he'd only get better. The worst player, John says, nobody, no one has been too, uh, no one has had two bad games in a row. Everyone's had at least one performance worthy of man of the match. That's a fair shout though, isn't it? That's a really good point, John. And I've sort of, uh, that's why we struggle with a, in inverted commas, worst player of the season because you can't pick on anyone who's been consistently bad. And to be fair, if, if we were consistently bad, then maybe the manager would not put him in the team. So yeah, I'll go with John. That's a good one. And John's favourite goal he said, if you didn't lose it when Danny Hilton finally scored, then you are dead inside. I'm not dead inside, John. I just Neither said that. I was buzzing for Danny Hilton. And it's kind of like a nice fairy tale for Danny Hilton to do everything he's done to get us where, he, where we are today. Then for him, obviously, I mean, to you, struggle with injury. He yeah. obviously has wanted to play in these last few years in the championship. Of course. And a few podcasts ago, I was probably saying, you know, it's time for him to go because he's, you know, he's not getting in the team. Yeah, same. And I, I probably said, you know, you know, Danny, thank you, You've done well, goodbye, because I thought he would be moved on. But you know what? He stayed. He's fought well. He's got back in the team. He scored a great. It's like goal. Nathan Jones said, he could have gone on loan. He had numbers of offers in the summer yeah, of to go out, like ten or twelve offers to go away to probably League One or two, and play week in week out but he wanted to stay he wanted to fight and you've got to respect that as a Luton fan and he's come absolutely, on absolutely absolutely and he's scored a, and he's he scored a really you know, good goal a very important goal as well us. that's what I meant an important goal for us yeah James says uh, best player Cornick worst player Sluger and in brackets hate to say it and a favourite goal he said Hilton versus Bristol City purely for what it means for him exactly it's harsh it's to say harsh Sluger. On Sluger it's really harsh on Sluger but if you had to pick one you pick on him because every error he makes ends up I'll pick on producer Jacob for asking the worst player. I feel it could have been worded. You always have a go at producer. I'm going to pick no. on you. You always have a go no. at producer Jacob. Be fair to him, man. No, because I know he listens and he likes me having a little go at him. No, he doesn't. It should be who could have done a little bit more or something. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that have to be worse? No, That's okay. Because the worst player is, is the wrong phrase. I think it's very harsh that you picked Sluger because Sluger is a scapegoat when a goal goes in. And again, we've said this before, if your defence are not good at a point, you allow an attack to go, they get an, an opportunity. The one that gets to blame is Luger rather than the defender that... Because it's the last person you remember, isn't it? He should have stopped that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Callum says, best player, Luke Berry or Harry Cornick. Worst player, nothing available. Favourite goal, the third one on Wednesday night, which I think was Luke Berry's, but we scored so many. Um, Demon says, best player, Bree, worst player, Bree. And the favourite goal, second against Coventry. I think it's potentially harsh on Bree. Um, I think he's done okay since the start of the season. I think he's probably actually one of those that I thought has played better than I thought he he, he was going to be. So, yeah, a bit harsh. And Will says, best player Cornick, worst player Sluger, and favourite goal, Hilton v Bristol C. Does hey, seem to be a theme. Well, because well, we all love Danny Hilton, but we love, we love how he plays for Luton. He's a Luton player, isn't he? Your typical 
Luton centre forward that we've loved over many, many years, not just this era, but previous eras as well. You've always got that one, Mickey Harford, you know, that sort of person. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to wind people up. So it's great. And he plays the the game well when he's on. So well done, Danny. So it's more than one of us that said that one. Yeah, I think a lot of love for the Coventry goals and the Danny Hilton equaliser. Um, I just think now, going into an international break, and you look at the run of fixtures we have, Millwall, Derby, and then two more, which I forgot. <laughs> you should have looked them up. Yeah. They were on the website earlier, actually. But you look at Millwall away as a game where they're, they've been struggling. They only got their first win in like six or seven, I think, at Oakwell against Barnsley at the weekend. And for some reason, we never seem to do well at Millwall, do we? I was we? about to say, never every to do time well. I go to the den, the new den, I've, and I've been quite a lot to the new den, I've never come away feeling really, really happy. Maybe had a couple of draws, a few defeats. I can't remember the last time I went there and we won. So maybe this is the time where we get there and we get a good result. Um, but that, it's doable there, isn't it? It's doable there. You'd, you'd like to go and think you can give them a good game and, and maybe come away with something. Whereas you went to Bournemouth and went, uh, maybe we won't get anything, but I think we can go to Millwall and we can get a result. And the best thing about having an international break now is the fact that it gives chances for players to get fit. And can we get Onyedinma a bit closer? Can we get Campbell a bit closer? So actually, like we've said, and Patara said before in the podcast, let's start having a bit of a consistent team selection here with... Well, the injuries have been with no huge, injuries, yeah. haven't they? They've been huge. So yeah, consistency would help. Um I'm quite happy about the international break. I wouldn't have thought I'd said that before. So, What's you know, that? Well, just because, like you say, it gives us a break. It stops me uh, worrying too much about the team for a bit. Um, you're right, give them the time to recover and uh, might even take in the game myself. Nice. Um, well, let's finish then on some Instagram questions today, which is actually kind of difficult because at this moment in time, I think Instagram is down. It's not loading. It's still not loading on my phone. So what we've done. It's got a few questions from last week which didn't get time to ask. So Rachel says, from any era at Luton, who's a player that you're expecting big things from but didn't live up to his potential? So hard, isn't it? Again, It's so hard because there's so many players. Like I can just think, even like last season, Tom Ince come in. I wasn't expecting big things from him but I expected him to do a little bit more than what he did. But I guess Tom Ince just never lived up to potential because he was clearly, when he was at Blackpool, when he was proper youngster, he was on fire. Ex- and he went to Liverpool. He was like they were t- expecting huge things from Tom Ince and it just kind of never yeah. happened. I mean, that's a good shout. I mean, I, you think from any era, I just can't go back too many because of my uh, <laughs> memory's rubbish. So I only remember the good players. I think that's, that's the problem. You only remember the good players, really, for me. Um, Callum McManaman when we signed him in our first year well, in the championship. It's not like I expected big things from him again, but I guess his name and what he's done and everything, you maybe thought... Yeah, maybe. Maybe that. Maybe um, a little bit I think, better. I, I think, don't know. I think the shout... Did we talk about Adam Adam Boyd? Adam Boyd, yeah, yeah. 2006. See, that's... From Hartlepool. For half a mil, didn't we? spend half a mil on Adam he Boyd. He didn't do, didn't do much, did he? Didn't do much at all. No. But so, he came to us with huge expectations of being a natural goal scorer and I don't think he scored much at all. No, it's, like it's a tough question because I just, I'd rather remember all the good players. 
But a good question, Rachel, but I just can't answer it. If I'm do you honest. know what? It's a question I'd like to put to you guys listening now and, and you guys watching on YouTube. Yeah, do that because um, it'll be interesting to see. So from any era at Luton, who's a player? Just think right now, the top of your head, a player that you remember getting really excited about signing and then maybe like a year later went... Do you know, do you ever, uh, do you really get excited about players coming? Yeah. Really? Maybe it's because I'm still a bit young, but I don't know, yeah. I always find transfer windows very exciting. I hate transfer windows. I hate them. I guess it's because you don't know many footballers do. It's just like, we'll sign a guy and you'll be like, I have no idea who that is. That's probably true, yeah. But That's for, a sign of my And age. especially like younger people, if you're listening now, you probably know there's quite a few, you know all these different names it's in Leagues 2 and Leagues 1. and It's like we knew of Mendes Gomez and we, I think that's why we're so excited because oh, we listen. watched him tear Newport to shreds in the true. That's true. playoff final. But I mean, those sort of things I, I can get. But when I look back on, on my history of supporting the football club, I... Generally, can't think of any signings that I was disappointed with. Off the top of my head, I really can't. I'll, I'll give you some thought. I'll tell you next week. Oh no, we're not doing it next week. Matthew Barnsheimer, mm. uh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. John Shaw from Gateshead. Yeah. Did he yeah. score loads for us? No idea. He was scoring like thirty plus a season. Then he signed for us. I don't know. Did he score many? I can't really remember. You see, it's forgettable, isn't it? Yeah. You only remember the good players. You remember the players that that are banging the goals in, that your favourite midfielder, your favourite defender, your favourite goalkeeper. you remember those. But it's difficult. It's a difficult, difficult question to answer. It's definitely one I want to hear your opinion on, though. Leave a comment on social media at Owendertown or below if you're listening on YouTube. Um, let's end on one more. This is just from last week. Barry Hatter says, are we losing just a little bit of faith in Nathan Jones? Define we. And that was... Clearly, after the Bournemouth defeat, so since then we've had the the, the five nil, right. the nil nil. I've. Do you reckon that comment just shows though? It's just like, and look, we said it, and Batara said it last week. It's so hard to judge the team after five games. We've now had what? Oh, we've, we've had ten games now. It's still just hard to judge, isn't it? And it's well, how you, quickly well, things can change. We've in a week. already talked about the team not being consistent because we have had too many injuries. Um. I'm not losing faith in the manager. He's, he's played some good games. He's had some good tactics. And we've been very unlucky against the top teams. We've been very unlucky against Bournemouth. We've been, we could have done better at West Brom. You know, judge him again in 10 more games. As long as we're not scrapping for relegation, it's a good season, isn't it? Yep. So, I mean, it's very it's harsh. Main, it? It's very harsh. I've not lost faith in him. No, but you've got to remember that comment was straight after that Bournemouth. Emotions are high. And do you know what? No, no, because after the Bournemouth game, I come away from that thinking, shit, we should have got a point out of that. At least we were as good as they were if not, in, and sometimes better than they were. So I think that's a bit harsh. I can't think of any games where I've sat there and thought, um, we've, well, apart from that one, thank you for the reminder. Apart from that one, I can't think of anywhere I thought we got it totally wrong. Um, and so if that was off the back of the Bournemouth result then no, he should, he should have been totally the opposite. We took him, we should, have, we should have done a better job there. Well, that's all we have time for today then with no up-to-date Instagram questions because of Instagram being down. Um, yeah, so we got time for. International break, that'll be fun. Break. It means we're not here next week actually. And when do we, I think we find out next week if we win this award for the right. football content awards. Do you know what? I, whether we win it or not is not the problem. Thanks for everybody who's voted for us and everything else. But yeah. um, Was it Drunk Cast if we win, weren't it? Yeah, Drunk Cast if we win. Um, 
We we'll get loads of callers on air as well. Yeah, it'd be nice. Drunk Castle win. I, I, you know, fingers crossed. But you know, you're up against some some good quality stuff and yeah. some big big clubs. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can get us on YouTube if you have never watched us before. Owen the Town. Just go search it on your on your YouTube on your browser and uh, socials. Owen the Town. Drop us a tweet. And yeah, enjoy your weekend without a looting game. Maybe sit back and watch England and just relax and are get ready coming? for Millwall away. All right. Yeah, solid. Millwall away. Are you coming? No, unfortunately I'm not. I'm going to have yeah, to work. Part-timer. Yeah, brilliant. All right, have a good weekend and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.